0: Jewish Money Matters, episode 240, Barry Shore, the ambassador of joy, host of the Joy of Living podcast and author of the Joy of Living, how to slay stress and be happy. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy, to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth. To gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry. To design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. You are listening to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Ya'el Trush, your host. Welcome to the show. Have I got an episode for you, my friends? A joyful one, definitely. And in a very special week, it's the week of my five-year podcasting celebration. As I mentioned on Friday, this week will be five years of me behind the mic, producing this podcast, or what eventually became this podcast. And I'm having a huge celebration, and you're going to be part of it. What are we doing? Well, five years five winners, five prizes. Yes, you heard that right. What are you winning? Okay, so you could win a full scholarship, all of this, a full scholarship to my signature program, God Wants You to Be Rich, the book, The Gate of Trust, the book, The Joy of Living by Barry Shore, our guest today, a $36 donation to the charity of your choice, and a gratitude notebook by Amuna Inspired Creations. I love these journals. Anyway, that's the full package, five winners could win all of it. And to enter, here's what you need to do. Leave a review of Jewish Money Matters podcast on your iTunes app, your Apple podcast app, DM the screenshot on Instagram to yael at Trush or email it to me yael at yaeltrush.com and post the review on your Instagram tor- stories and tag me. So that's all you got to do. If you're not on Instagram, then just let me know hit reply, send me an email. Yeah, yeah, I'll trust. Send me the screenshot. We'll work it out. No big deal. Everybody's welcome to join. Get in those reviews, share on Instagram, tag me so that I know that you're doing it and also keep tabs on my Instagram because there's going to be a lot more information on the giveaway and just a lot of fun posts um, hopefully throughout the week. So let's talk about today's guest. The Ambassador of Joy is here, Barry Shore. Barry Shore is a mental health activist, change maker and life transformer whose profound message of joy is being embraced globally. He's a successful serial entrepreneur with two multi-million dollar exits and three issued patents. Barry was afflicted suddenly with a crippling disease that left him completely paralyzed overnight. And we're going to hear about that today. Barry's decision to use this experience to better his life and the lives of others has opened a unique path to joy. His Keep Smiling movement has distributed over 2 million Keep Smiling cards for free across the globe. His podcast, The Joy of Living, is heard worldwide with over 3 million downloads. Barry founded the Joy of Living Institute, helping thousands of people learn to live in joy daily. In the process of recovering from full paralysis, Barry has become an avid swimmer and now swims two miles a day, six days a week, and his goal is to swim around the world. He'll tell us how he plans to do that. Mary and I speak about his journey of recovery, his optimistic attitude and desire to spread joy to everyone in the world. He gives us women an incredibly powerful exercise that we can do to get rid of our worries and anxieties around money and in turn become educated and confident while at the same time sharing, which is one of the keys to happiness as we discuss today. If you're married, you, and even if you're not, and you plan on being, you want to pay attention to what Barry has to say about speaking to your spouse about money. 45 years of experience, my friends. And speaking of experience, what is the true meaning of business as per a man who, as I said, has built and sold his share of them successfully? So pay attention. What was his upbringing around money like? Get ready for some great stories and think about how you can emulate this with your children. His three financial habits guaranteed to bring you success and much more in this interview. Ladies, this is one of those interviews that will be a favorite in this show and that you'll probably want to put on autoplay on your phone to listen to again and again. Buckle up for a mega dose of wisdom, joy and enthusiasm. Here's Barry Shore. be sure. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. Let's spread the joy. The ambassador of joy. How are you?
1: Good day. Beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings and good looking people. Noelle, how can <laughs> I make the categorical statement that all the thousands, maybe tens of thousands of people that are watching and listening to the show are all good looking? Because by definition, if they tune in to listen to your show, <laughs> well, money, because the M word makes a difference in people's lives, if they yes. tune in, that means they're always looking for and finding finding the good. That's a good looking person looking for and finding the good.
0: I love that definition. I love that definition, Barry. Thank you. Thank you. You are, oh my gosh, I could brag on about you. Okay. So you are an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, an author, a speaker, a podcaster, all these things. You beat the odds with an incredible incredibly crazy random nothing is random in life i shouldn't use that word disease that left you paralyzed quadriplegic and now you're swimming 6 days a week you swimming all over the world i want you Barry to get us started with taking us to that day in september 2004 when the goodness and the kindness of the almighty did not come packaged in that beautiful packaging with the you know beautiful ribbon that we would would like to receive it. What happened that day? How did your life change that day?
1: So first of all, humbled and honored to be on the show and to share with people, by the way, wonderful Yael, SHARE is a great acronym that stands for spreading happiness and rejuvenating energy. I love that. Okay, I'm taking notes. What we do, by the way, this show is, again, has nothing to do with Barry Shore. And even with Yael, as great as she is and wonderful, this show is really about you. Y-O-U. And you becoming the best you so you can be happier, healthier, and wealthier. Yes. Because of that, we're going to discuss the three fundamentals of life. Number one, life has purpose. When you lead a purpose-driven life, you can go MAD. Now, in this case, MAD is a great acronym that stands for make a difference. You lead a purpose-driven life, you make a difference in life. And the third is to unlock the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms. Like we just said, share or smile. Smile is what got me through the situation. Now, since our audience is a, and um, focused around Jewish women, but Jewish Mm -hmm. people and the M word. Uh, I'm going to give you some inside baseball stuff because it wasn't just 17th of September, 2004, which by the way, is probably before many of your listeners were even born. That's another story. (laughs) Because they're all young, (laughs) dynamic women, at least. And even if you're 78, you're still young and dynamic woman, Jewish woman. So it was the second day of Rosh Hashanah, that particular year, 2004, going into Shabbos. So just picture it. Thursday, Friday, and then going to Shabbos. Imagine, standing up in the morning, hail and hearty, in shul, you know, Rosh Hashanah, right? My, my son and I, Ezra, we had just come back from being in Israel for about five weeks. Uh, we had come back the week before. And so a little bit of jet lag. And so, we're in shul, come home at two o'clock in the afternoon. And I told my wonderful wife, Naomi, um, instead of a big meal, just... You know, so I'm going to have peaches and cottage cheese. I remember <laughs> specifically, huh? Okay. Make kiddish peaches and cottage cheese. I go to lie down, take a nap. So I'm going to go back to the shul for shoppers, right? Right. So after a nap for about an hour, I, I get up and I fall down. So what? That's odd. You know, just literally, I don't know if anybody's ever fainted before, but when you faint, you just go down like a sack of potatoes. Right. So Pick myself up, got dressed, walked to the front of the house, sat in a chair, nice, beautiful leather chair, and didn't move again. I couldn't move. (laughs) Nothing about why he moved. I called my son, Ezra. Hello, Abba, I can't move. What? I can't move. I asked him, go to the show around the corner and see if you can find Dr. Kars, a close friend. He's a cardiologist. And he came over and he has a great wry sense of humor for a doctor. He looks at me and says, hey, Ephraim, my real name, Uh, you don't look so good. (laughs) But with a smile on his face. And he couldn't move me. Okay. He called, he called Rosh Hashanah, his brother, Dr. Kars, mm-hmm. you know, very common in those days because older people. Um, uh, and he, his brother told him, Hey, get him to the hospital and he may he has either this or this. Okay. Okay. So they went to the rabbi and said, Rabbi, what do we do? Hey, there was no Uber. Remember? Hello? No. Yeah. Uber. I know mean, people, it's hard to even imagine that kind of stuff. No, it was like, oh, ta- call a taxi. And it took three people. And the, the, by the way, the rabbi called the taxi. I just want to show you how real life halacha works when it comes to doing things that need to be done. Yes. We're, not, we're not just, you know, in a box. We are expansive beings. Yes. I me to the hospital. I said, I told my wife, my son, look, I'm sure I'll be home after Shabbos. I mean, who gets paralyzed and, you know, stuff? Well, 144 days later, I was able to leave the hospital, 144 days, I became totally, completely paralyzed, called a quadriplegic, nothing in my body moved my head down to my toes, nothing 144 days in the hospital, I was two years in a hospital bed in my own home, I couldn't turn over by myself. I was four years in wheelchair. I had braces on both my legs from my hips to my ankles. And that was progress. Thank God today I'm able to be vertical and ambulatory with the help of a seven-foot walking wand. So I'm a tripod, not a biped. I still can't walk up a curb by myself. I can't walk up a stair by myself. And I have helped 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But you hear my voice, positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. It's all because of one word, Yale. What? One word. Smile, smile. Did he say smile? Yeah, smile, because smile (laughs) is a great acronym, like you are continually. (laughs) Smile stands for seeing miracles in life every day. Seeing miracles in life every day, so I tell this story. Uh, before COVID, I, I would speak to real human beings, you know, not just on the on Zoom and things like that. Five thousand two hundred people in the audience just before COVID hit, and telling the story about Barry Shore and tell smile and people raising their hands say, "Hey, Barry Shore, I've been here for hours, already. I haven't seen any miracles," and I ask them, "Are you here?" Can you hear? Can you stand still? I can't do that. Can you walk and be able to do that? You have water, drink, food to eat, place to sleep, family, friends. Every single one of those aspects is a miracle. What's the simple proof? Simple proof. A million people didn't get out of bed this morning. You know why? They died. By definition, if you're watching or listening, you didn't. We have an obligation to live exuberantly, even when I couldn't move my arms as I'm doing right now. Now, I got to tell you just a quick story. Tell us. About uh, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, my eight-year-old niece comes over to me and says, Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry, can we spell smile, S-M-I-E-L? And I thought about it, smile, smile. i sounds the same. I said, how come? Why not? She said, because then it, it would stand for seeing miracles in everyday life. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes, an eight-year-old. But what was she doing? She was creating the kind of world she wants to live in. Now, create is a fabulous word, Yael. It stands for Causing, Rethinking, Enabling All to Excel. And that's really what we're doing on this show. Wow. It's the ability to do rethinking. You control your thoughts. People call it neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. Yes. Okay, great stuff, and it's worth looking up. And but you, do, you have that ability. And if you internalize these six words and utilize them and leverage in your life, you will make a difference. You'll be mad. And these are the six words. Choice not Mm -hmm. chance, determines your destiny. Yes. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. How you respond in any given situation. We just talked about a a situation. Years, paralyzed completely. And as Joel said, now I'm swimming. We'll talk about that later. But the real focus for this show is making sure that we're able to shift our perspective when it comes to the M word. And by the way, shift is a great word. You're ill. And for some reason, I don't know why, but a lot of people have trouble pronouncing. They drop the F in shift and the other stuff happens. So it's really shift (laughs) happens when you allow your perspective on things that are really part and parcel of you, and yet for some reason they're outside of you, or you fear them, Mm. or you don't understand, and that causes fear. So we're going to go a little deep, and we're going to break through all that and give you the ability to really enjoy money, making money, talking about money, and even reveling in money. (laughs)
0: I love it. I want you to come talk to all my students. This is amazing. Yes, let's do this. But before we start talking about the M word, I got to ask you, Barry, were you always this positive, optimistic, seeing the miracles in everyday life person? Is this something that came that you had since childhood? Or did you train yourself to do this? Does it come? Did it come as a result of the of the illness? Tell us.
1: So the simple answer is yes, and yes. Mm -hmm. So the simple answer is, prior to being laid down, completely, totally paralyzed, the good Lord said, sure, I love you. Mm -hmm. I need you to take a break for a while, a couple of years, so you can get your thoughts together. Was I positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant before that? Yes. Was I have been working on it for decades? Yes, because it's an effort. Yes. <laughs> no, I, was I predisposed? Most likely. Why? I had a father, nice guy. I had a mother, much much love, Jewish mother. Mm-hmm. I was the firstborn, a boy, mm-hmm. <laughs> a Jewish father. I have two younger sisters who were still very close and together. I mean, real family. And I had a role model. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I had an amazing role model. I'd like to spend a couple of minutes talking about her.
2: Yes, please.
1: My mother. Mm-hmm. My mother, <clears> Oliva <throat> Shalom, amazing being, was born with a red wine stain over three quarters of her face. Mm. And it was pockmarked. Now we talk about, cause we're all, most of the people on this call are um, mothers or grandmothers yes. or aunts, but really close to kids. And we talk about bullying in school. Now we go to Jewish schools, most likely, mm-hmm. and still we talk about bullying, but it's, probably much different and less than it is in non-Jewish schools, let's be blunt, parochial schools. Imagine a hundred years ago, what it would be like to be a girl with a big red wine stain on your face when bullying wasn't even a topic because that was just kids being kids. Kids. And my mother, it wasn't, this is important to hear the words. It wasn't that she got through it. (laughs) I don't know how she did it, but she did it. And I said, my role model, she, Embraced it. But hmm. so when people made fun and pointed and, and hello, they did and throw through things, she un- understood and through her mother also was taught that's their problem, not mine. Ah! Now, how do I know this to be the case, by the way? Cause my, my mother was my mother later in life when she was an adult, but never bitter, never angry. And we, we had met a number of her friends that she was with in high school and, they said, I asked, you know, we asked mother and said, that's Francis. What do you want? That's who she is. Mm -hmm. You hear this? She may have utilized it. She may have thought about it, but emotionally she was strong and stable and positive purposeful, and pleasant. So that was my role model. So later when I do talks many, many places, people invariably ask after the the talk, Hey, sure. Great story. But how did you get through it? So I told about my mother and I said, that's where my, your strength comes from inside and outside. Yes. How do you connect with people who are role models? You know, we do a lot with this, the Chavitz Chaim Foundation. You see pictures of the Chavitz Chaim. Great, love it. But I don't know how women relate to that. And I don't even know how guys relate sometimes, you know, the, it's always with the long beer and such. How do you relate to role models that are truly active and, and participating? And you see that, it, it doesn't stop at business, or it doesn't mm-hmm. stop at the base madras. It's part and parcel of integrating into life, which, by the way, is the the way to jump off and talk about the M word again, mm-hmm. because money is not separate from you. See, money is really one of the most wonderful tools that the good Lord created yes. for you to use to utilize leverage in your life, because it can bring about tremendous benefit. This I learned from my father growing up throughout my years. He said, he, we had a, an uncle, a rich uncle. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was really, I mean, he was, well, he was wealthy. And uh, he said, uncle Eddie, you should know uncle Eddie liked me a lot. We talked sometimes. Uh, he said, Barry, I really like you, i'm nine years old, eight years old, ten. <clears throat> I gotta tell you, see all this, yeah, money is a great servant.
0: Mm-hmm. it is
1: a horrible master, right, and it takes effort, it takes me, he said, effort not to be controlled by it, mm-hmm. but as a servant, you can do it. it is wonderful. it's what the good Lord gave us, so like to talk about that? Maybe talk about some of the things that happened in my childhood. So the answer is yes. Being positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant is everybody's spiritual DNA. Yes, very sure. Not just, just Yael. You don't have to walk around, you know, like a clown all day. But joy is an internal process. Mm-hmm. And again, because I was laid down and paralyzed enabled me to utilize and become exponentially more giving and understanding my mission in the world.
0: I there's so there's so much here. Oh my gosh, where where do we continue? But let's 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 talk about the the money piece because for some people, it's the opposite of what your uncle taught you. For some people, it really is their master. They are so uh, consumed with the stress and the anxiety and the worry, which is the opposite of what God wants from us, right? And 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 you and I know that it could be a source of of joy, of impact, of service, of, of, of peace, so much that we can do with this resources, resource. So, how can we help people cross the bridge and, 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 and really shift that relationship with money towards one that it's healthier?
1: Let's begin with this <clears throat> Your ale is bringing something to our world that is absolutely remarkable. And we talk about David and Melech and Tehillim, and he had a harp, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Ya'el is a harp because harp stands for honest, approachable, relatable, and practical. Oh, and that those four aspects of being honest, approachable, relatable, and practical is so vital because, again, we're talking about money; it touches every single person. Yes. Married, unmarried, children, relatives. Money is always there. Now, she used this word saw. Saw stands for stress, anxiety, and worry. Mm -hmm. Well, you can use that saw to hurt yourself or cut yourself. You can also use the saw to chop down a tree or fashion something. In other words, to build. It looks like you're destroying, but you're not. It's the mindset. remember, shift Mm -hmm. perspective and, you know, get that F back in there. We call it the F and F, but let's Mm -hmm. get that shift in. So let's begin with something totally practical. Yeah. I would like to offer the following, and I urge you, Yael, if you're not already doing this, and your students, and anybody who will listen to you, to find kindred spirits, in this case, other women. Mm -hmm. Men, will talk about it later, because... Men are an interesting situation unto themselves, (laughs) especially called husbands and brothers and fathers and such. But women, find at least three, preferably five other women that literally you create a relationship with that for one hour a week, maximum hour and a half, you don't want to go and make it too long, Mm -hmm. an hour a week. To talk about money. And I don't mean this is really critical. I don't mean complain. I don't mean blame, <clears throat> not pointing fingers. It's to talk about money for the purpose of learning about money. Mm-hmm. So the most simple way of doing it, in my humble opinion, is to create a group, three or five people that is going to put in $100 or $200 a piece. See let's say you have $1,000 between five people. And yeah, if you you have more money, don't put in more yet. Just we're going to start with $1,000. And the goal is that everybody's going to invest, not the money now, 200 you already put in, you're going to invest 10 minutes a day, at least five days a week, 10 minutes a day, five days a week, researching, learning about a stock. You hear this? Yes. I Each love person, this learns about a stock so let's say somebody says hey i like apple great learn more about apple i like uh, uh, amazon i like this thing that is an up and coming just went public and the group gets together and you discuss and you say why how in other words you're there to share spreading happiness and rejuvenating energy to share because the goal of the group is to invest that $1000 in one, maximum, two companies. Wow. And that's, see, when you have three or five people. Again, five, I think, is the, the, the optimum number. Too many more is too unwieldy. Too few is, just doesn't work. Right. Is that part of what you're doing, you're doing research because you want to, let's say you found something, you say, I'm really, this one I, I think is great. We have an opportunity. Why? You're there to share with the others to convince. You say, mm-hmm. I'd like to invest our money in this one. Mm-hmm. Or that one, so you have five people, many different opinions <laughs> but mm-hmm. you want to bring to to the fore your ability to share, convince, and work with people, and there are and there are three rules: number one, once the group has a side, let's say it's five people, you mm-hmm. need three, just the majority, and it's either going to be a one stalk or two, and their number two rule is never have recriminations. There's no blame. There's no complaint. If the stock goes up and doubles and triples, yay. If the stock goes down into the tubes, okay, we learn. You cannot. Number three rule, you can not fail. I'm going to say it again. You can not fail. But wait a minute, Barry, we just lost money. Okay, it's money. You didn't get paralyzed. Mm -hmm. Your, Your kids are fine. You've got to understand what money is, great servant, and what you can do with it. And let now, those are the three fundamentals. I'll give you a couple other ideas, but I I know, I don't just think, I know because I've seen this in my life with my parents and, and others, that this pathway, we call it mm-hmm. a mahalach, mm-hmm. this pathway works. And it works wonders, by the way. So if you have, hey, I have 20 friends. Great. Yeah. You're just with five mm-hmm. and let there be four or five others. And then eventually, maybe over the next six months or a year, you're going to connect. So there's this five here and there's five here. Maybe in Houston, there's four groups of fives. And then in Florida or in, in California or in, in Cleveland or in some small place, there are five. Maybe there's Jewish communities in Shanghai, Jewish mm-hmm. communities in Brazil. You hear this? This is the world today. Yes. The ability to work together with others. So you're asking questions about money, learning about money. What can we do to maximize our understanding about money? That's really the key here. I love it. Maximize, because you're all, thank God, young. Yes. You cannot, remember rule number three, you can't fail.
0: We can't we fail because we're, we're, we're succeeding since the starting. Just doing this is already succeeding. Just getting right. educated. Just sh- sharing is already succeeding. There's no way you're failing.
1: Exactly. That's the genius of this. And I'm giving you something that works. I know that it works. I've seen it tested for decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was taught this and I've helped with others. Now, again, talking mostly to women. Mm-hmm. And guys do this too? Yes. Matter of fact, I would urge guys to do it. But guys separate from women. I yes. Think there's uh, the different energies.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Agreed. Well, 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 with this, By the way, this will also, because I'm going to, I'll say it now. I think it's nothing. I know that it is vital, mm-hmm. not just important, vital certainly to a marriage, that once a week, just like you do the one hour with the women in your group, once a week, that husband and wife... Share an hour together to discuss family finances.
0: Yes, we call it a money date in our
1: household. (laughs) There you go. Okay, (laughs) and And we bring chocolate,
0: and we sit down, and we discuss what needs to be discussed. Discuss
1: anything. Mm -hmm. There is nothing off limits as long as it's following the three simple rules: no recriminations, right? Finding a way to agree and. Finding a way to be convincing without Mm -hmm. screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, not easy. But again, anything. We said
0: you can't (laughs) fail. If you scream, you fail.
1: Right. (laughs) So this is just, it's so good. It's so real. It's so us. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. And speaking of which, you've been married for 40 plus years. You mentioned your wonderful wife, Naomi, yes. who, by the way, I know you give so much credit as the hero of this whole experience that you ha- you've had with your health. Correct. Um, I'm assuming what were, what have been, you just mentioned the money date or whatever, the hour talking openly, transparently about money. Um, did you find that that was one of the key things that you did in your marriage to help with this money and peace at home that often seems to be two things that don't go together right if people they have a great relationship when it comes to money ah!
1: (laughs) so i want to urge everybody to understand how important your ale is you're so sweet she hit hit upon the essential aspect of marriage yeah relationship and trust yes see if someone said like you just did and it's very common well marriage is great when it comes to money now, by the way, there's a very famous line in business,
2: especially
1: mm-hmm. guys uh By the way, the word business is very wonderful. B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S. Yes, Barry can spell. But in, look at the word business. The U comes before the I. Yes. The essence of business is service. That's how businesses flourish. Okay, can you go out and hustle and push it down? Yeah, okay, you might succeed. You make money. But if you be a man of service, people are attracted to you. They mm-hmm. want to do business with you. Man or woman, I would said man, but yeah. the point is business is non-gender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you someone says, well, great marriage, but in money, no offense, it's not a great marriage. Exactly. <laughs> great marriage is built on trust, relationship, openness, in the sense that the checkbook as it word, the bank account the the however you want to call it, budget whatever mm-hmm. the process is the words are as open and are as fluid as anything else in your marriage yeah if it if there is a but then that but becomes a b-u-t-t and it becomes bigger and bigger and it butts in and everything is it is destructive not instructive mm-hmm. so I I urge people, again, we're talking about mindset, create, remember, cause, rethinking, enable all to itself. And I'll tell you something, it's not easy. Mm. It takes effort. Because oftentimes, the man, the husband, (laughs) feels that it's my role to be breadwinner and therefore to be the bread distributor. (laughs) Okay. I was privilege to learn early on in the marriage that I asked my wife, would you be kind enough to hold the checkbook and do whatever needs to be done with uh, bills and things like that? And she said, uh, yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> so she knows exactly what's going on. Besides, By the way, she knows how to balance a checkbook. Do you hear this? I've never <laughs> met anybody. I'm telling you, in decades of working in business and <laughs> in relationship with people, very few people, very few. My wife is the only one to really know that knows how to balance a checkbook. <laughs> I, I, did, I, couldn't. I didn't. I didn't want to. I love making money and enjoying yeah. building businesses. But that kind, that's okay. That's not me. Mm-hmm. But the the relationship of money touches everything. Yes. In your marriage, in your relationship with your friends, mm-hmm. in your relationships with your family, and you'll find it won't be that. Easy initially, the rewards are tremendous when you begin this journey of touching the m-word. Mm-hmm. It really is, by the way, a lot of fun. That's the most that's the best part of all this. Yes. This is fun on steroids. <laughs> it is. It
0: really, really, really is. <laughs> and and you know what? We also have to remember that you know, the peace at home, it really is that vessel that holds the blessing. So I always tell people, you really want the blessing of wealth? Well, you got, you got to start, you got to start working on that relationship.
1: <laughs> so we, we spoke about this three things. Again, it's all about you. You're here to become happier, healthier, and wealthier. Mm-hmm. So health, essential. Let's be blunt. Health stands yes, for helping everyone achieve life through happiness, and wealth is a great acronym. It also stands for we all touch heaven. Ah, oh, Heaven yes. literally opens up, we call it, you know, hushpah. That mm-hmm. channel. But problem says, I want you to be wealthy. Now, by the way, let's be very clear, very clear on something. We're not measuring wealth in dollars. And we're also not measuring wealth in, wow, he's spiritually wealthy. Hello, that's great, but that's fluff. Mm -hmm. We're talking about integration of true wealth, which means, yes, money available whenever you need it and want it. Mm -hmm. So you don't have the stress, the anxiety, and the worry, remember? You don't want that saw hurting you. You don't want to become a buzzsaw. And by the same token, the ability to grow in spiritual wealth Mm -hmm. is enhanced by having the physical wealth absolutely so it, it's they work in tandem nothing works by itself you're working as an integrated whole
0: mhm absolutely now i have to ask you because you spoke about your your mother you spoke about your uncle as you know Barry so much of the way we think and we speak and we behave with money has to do with the stories that we kind of created as children based on what we saw at in the in our home of origin right what we learned as children and we kind of internalized can you perhaps shed some light on on your upbringing around money what were some of the lessons it, that yeah. you learned growing up
1: So first of all uh, your ale and I share something in common that she didn't even realize what? So I was born in a place called Dorchester. I'm using my Boston accent, and so I'm, I'm born in Boston, raised in a place called Brookline. Mm-hmm. Now, why is that interesting? Because your L went to Tufts. Now, yes. I don't, know, I don't know where if when you went to Tufts, where do, where were you living? In Somerville.
0: Somerville. Somerville so, where else?
1: No, no, no offense, but when I was growing up. I'm sorry to say it like this. It was called Slumberville compared to the <laughs> <line>. <laughs> And
0: you should know, by the way, that I used to work at the student employment office and I'm a girl from Puerto Rico. So English is my second language. And for the life of me, I worked with these older women who ran the employment office from Somerville and I could not understand their accent. And we had the funniest <laughs> relationship because they couldn't understand my accent and I couldn't right. understand
1: theirs. <laughs> by the way, it's so when we're doing inside baseball stuff, but this is so important. So uh, I, I love really i I do, I do this sometimes just for the fun of it i'll call up ll bean i don't know if anybody knows it's a, it's a great company yeah i'll call LL bean uh, they're headquartered in maine so they yeah. have a, a different accent than boston but boston is just it's by itself and i can do it sometimes i i, I oftentimes fall into my, talking about my car and just you know <laughs> anyway but i i love speaking on the phone to real mainers down home mm-hmm. yankees and and it is, it's it's a different patois. But it's yeah. like speaking to somebody in Mississippi if you're not from there. You know, it's and it's just fun because I I can I understand I can unpack the language, but yeah, yeah in Somerville, <laughs> they were deep. They were yes. deep. you know, in Brookline already, okay, little foo foo, you know, because the <laughs> place. But I was born, as I said, I was born in Dorchester. So uh-huh. I'll give you two nice things. So uh, your ale knows this. And anybody who comes from the Northeast, whether it's Chicago or, or the Midwest or and New York, or especially Boston, we have in the winter, cold and snow. So imagine if you possibly can, a person growing up without the internet and things like that. So when there was snow, and I'm not talking, you know, half inch, I'm talking about six, 10, 12 inches of snow. You had to wait on the radio. Listen, they tell you the schools that are closed. Yay, schools (laughs) closed. All right. Now, what we didn't do, we didn't play video games. didn't exist. Uh, And I was not raised that way. I said, school closed. You know what I did? Get on my big boots, put on a thermal underwear, Boston, gloves, good gloves, actually two pair, one you wear, one you keep in your pocket so you can change. mm -hmm. And, you know, something like a parka. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a parka You go out with your shovel and go up and down the street, knock on doors at work, and, and just negotiate. Now, here you got a nine, 10, 11 year old negotiating with householders, cleaning the driveway and the stairs. How much you know? They want, I want 10, they want to do it for five. We've settled, let's say, seven or so. Mm-hmm. And here's what gets really fun I learned. <clears throat> after shoveling snow, you know, it's great, by the way, even if you do only three, four, five, you make $35, $40 sometimes. It's just wonderful. And you have to deal with people sometimes complaining. Okay. But you learn how to work with people. Yeah. You realize, something, I have friends. So I had three, most, sometimes, most, most of the time five. I said, look, I'll get you the jobs. You do the shoveling. So I would now really be oriented to getting a job for 10 bucks and I would sometimes say no. That's the only nice thing about life and business. Learn how to say no. Mm-hmm. To a Client, they oftentimes call me back, say no. So I would give $7 to my friends. Yeah. I need three. So I had five people out shoveling snow. So plus I did a few driveways. So I would make 100 hundred, hundred twenty $120 when it would snow. I was loving snow. Um. And you do that, you know, maybe it's only three times during the winter, but... Heck, that's for a 9, 10, 11-year-old? Woo! Of course. It's wonderful. So the ability to understand not just work, but that your time is limited. How do you leverage it
2: Mm -hmm. when you get
1: to work with other people? So you're now doing business, service. I bring them jobs. They don't have to talk to anybody. They do the work. Everybody wins. That's the essence of real business and making money. And it was, again, You can't get much more fun outdoors in the snow. Okay. We're throwing snowballs at each other having fun, but I got to tell you one more story. You ready? Yes. Yes. Talk about household. So I was privileged, not white privilege. I was privileged. Why? Mm -hmm. Because we had somebody that knew somebody that had got me a job selling scorecard Paper scorecards outside of Fenway Park. Mm. Oh, so Yale, big eyes. If you're not watching this on on the Zoom, then you're missing something. But you can even hear the voice. <laughs> She's saying, "Yeah, hello. Who doesn't know Fenway Park?" So I'm using my accent, Boston accent. So go look, if you don't know, go look up Fenway Park, and you'll see one <laughs> of the greatest ballparks in the country still extant, and built over 100 years ago. So I was selling these scorecards outside of a particular corner, and I was very good. I mean, my uh-huh. voice was like now, hey, you get your score, catch your scorecards, okay, and I could sell. 100, sometimes 150 scorecards before the game started. Now, this is in the 60s, early 60s, when the Red Sox were not the Red Sox nation. Yeah. <laughs> the stadium was full or empty, depending how you want to see it. But it, it's just great fun. <clears throat> so I'm standing at my corner, I'm selling, and there's a guy, now remember, I'm, let's say, 12. And there's a guy who is, let's say, my age today, 72, 73, sitting on a, a milk cart, Mm -hmm. With a big uh, table in front of him, about six feet long, four feet wide, with roasted peanuts and some bags. Right. He is classic out of central casting. He's an old, wizened black man. Now, by the way, the word wizened comes from the word wise. Yes. Yes. Now so I'll tell you the story. So I'm selling and I'm trying to sell and do my, you know, what I did. By the way, papers are eight cents. And oftentimes, oftentimes people give you a dime. So you made two cents in the paper, two cents tip, but not always. Some people, you know, wanted the two that's papers. Changed. Actually, a penny had some value. Anyway, he calls me over. He says, hey, kid, come over here. So I went over. I said, yes, sir, because that's how I was raised. He said, let me hear your, uh, how you are selling again? I said, Yeah. Score cards, get your score cards here. Score cards, get your scorecards. cards. says, that's pretty good. But where's the value? Value? I mean, probably wrong. I mean, he said, how much are they in the ballpark? 15 cents. How much are yours? Eight cents. Well, how about, watch it, listen to this. Here's what he said. Peanuts a dime, three for a quarter, 15 in the ballpark. Peanuts a dime, three for a quarter, 15 in the ballpark. Uh-huh. Scorecards, get your scorecards here. Eight cents here, 15 in the ballpark, eight cents here, 15 in the boxes. Much better. Let's go. Try it. Shoo. What a, difference. What a okay. difference. Instead of selling like 75 or 90, I was selling 100, 125, 150. I was the best seller of the whole crew, 11 people all around <laughs> Fenway Park. I was a standout for three years. Now, what was the guy's name? Elijah. No, stop it. It's 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 too much fun. It's Elijah teaching me the value of value and Mm -hmm. demonstrating it inside. I I loved him. We were together for three years. I that was my corner. And by the way, because of stuff, everybody at the ballpark, the The guards knew me. So, and not just me, but I brought my friends and we would go to see ball games for free. Hundreds (laughs) of ball games, Red Sox games. I saw Ted Williams play his final game, but here's what gets really fun. This is, this is now understanding. I told my father about this. He loved it. My father says, well, talk about value. You have these scorecards. What do people do? How do they keep score? He said, well, um, with a pencil, I guess. He said, do they carry? I "I don't know. So, well, here's what we're going to do. Went to the store. We bought a gross of, Pencils, you know, long pencils. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we took a saw, see that? <laughs> and we cut them in half. So you have these little pencils now that you use for miniature golf and.
2: Yeah, right, right.
1: So now you took a pencil that cost you what? Uh, a nickel for a pencil and we sold it for a dime, five cents for each little pencil. So now I'm sculling scorecards, get your scorecard, eight cents here, 50 in the ballpark and get pencils, pencils here. People go, you know, okay, oh, yeah, you want a pe- pencil? Yeah, of course, I need a pencil for a right. dime. So now you got <clears throat> 20 cents. But what were you doing? It wasn't even the money, It was, which was great, by the way. I, so many thank yous. Hey, yeah, I didn't bring a pencil. People had said thank you. I gave real value. I understood gross margin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the whole process involved my father. And so all of these things happening between the ages of nine and fourteen, Amazing. where it set the stage for saying, I love business. Yes. Look what it does. You talk to people, you're involved with people, you're giving benefit. People are happy. That when I saw business, that's how I saw business. It's happiness.
0: Yeah. It's adding value, it's making people's lives better. It's about the other person, like we said at the beginning of this conversation, it's about the you. Not yeah. about me.
1: It's about it's them. About you right. Focus on the you. By the way, in a marriage, hello, marriage. Think about the other person. Yes, you have a point of view. Great. You can talk about it. Remember, the other person is not your adversary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even though they may act that way sometimes. By the way, I mean, let's be blunt. We're in marriage. I'm married forty five years. You know this, this. This is real life. Things yeah. happen. Right. But understand who that other being is yes that's your that's your partner
0: yes that
1: is the joy of life joy stands for journey of you Mm -hmm. you want that journey to be filled with happiness and peace and love and by
0: the way going back to what you recommended a while ago about (sighs) getting together with your spouse once a week or for a little bit of time to talk about your money, the understanding piece that you just mentioned—understanding where they're coming from, why is their point of view about a certain expense or a certain investment or money in general the way it and building that empathy, understanding their childhood. Maybe they, you know, they—we all come from different households, different upbringings around this. And what happens is we come into the relationship. We we haven't figured out our own story, and we haven't figured out our partner's story. How can we create a new story?
1: And by the way, let's be blunt and really straightforward and open. For women, I believe it is far more difficult to talk about the M word than for men. Mm-hmm. Even men, by the way, most often were not raised in an open household where money was discussed with kids. Right. Right. You know, you don't take an eight-year-old, okay, I was different because of time and such. Uh, and again, I was involved in business, so mm-hmm. I, could, I could actually touch and feel and, and make mm-hmm. money and do things. But most Kids have no idea. I mean they go up, they get stuff, it's called clothes, they go to school, they have food. Where does it how does it go? Hashem brings it. Mm -hmm. So guys also have a lot to unpack. Mm -hmm. Women more so. Because women were raised, well, you're gonna marry he's going to take care of you. Oh. It says so in the Ketubah. Except <laughs> that today, unless you're in a Kolel family, then you're going to take care of the whole family. Well, yeah, but what do you know about business? You know about maybe going to work. Yeah. But do you know about business? In other words, I work, I make X. Well, how do you multiply that? Is there a way right. to do that? That's the other M word. When you can mm-hmm. do M squared, money multiplied, which is really what Yale's show is all about. How do you multiply yes. money? How do you... Bring your expertise because you're educated. You hear this? You're mm-hmm. highly educated and you're completely ignorant. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not, how should we say it? They're not oil and water. Yeah. Being educated means you can now move out of ignorance into knowledge. Mm-hmm. Chachma, Bina. Mm -hmm. the ability to use all three of those together it's it's yours especially in today's world thank god today's world is not the world that i grew up in in terms of families or that Mm -hmm. my mother and father grew up in Mm -hmm. it's a, a different available the internet makes stuff a lot more available yeah and that's to your advantage you're highly educated use it to advantage
0: yes Barry, I gotta ask you because I saw one time I heard you say that when you were in hospital in the hospital at the beginning of that journey going back to those days one of the nurses asked you about you not being angry it shocked them um, that you weren't like their typical patient um and you weren't. You realized, uh, I, I'm, I'm not angry. Maybe you can expound on that because I think it, it sums up a lot of b- the beauty that you've set here today. But I would like you to expound on that that, that realization that you weren't angry.
1: Um, thank you for asking, Ayo. So again, hard to imagine this, but I'll, I'll, I'll urge everybody to do an experiment for yourselves mm-hmm. tonight. We're in bed. Lie down on your back.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: you can't do this in eight seconds or you'll go crazy. Well, on your back, lie down and breathe gently and tell your toes to move. and They don't move. Tell your feet to move. They don't move. Tell your legs to move. They don't move. Tell your fingers to move. They don't move. Tell your arms to move. You can't pick them up. Tell your body to move. Nothing responds. Again, not more than eight seconds. You go crazy. So that was me for years. So now, with that, imagine I'm just in the hospital. I was in, in three different hospitals, again, a total of 144 days. But then within the second or third week, uh, they're still moving me around, picking me up, putting on a gurney, doing tests and things like that. So I had a particular male nurse uh, with me three or four days. And I remember exactly where he was when he stopped in the hallway. Because again, I'm on my back. All I can do is look out up and see out a little window that was getting dusk and such. And he stops and he leans down and he asks me, Mr. Shore, can I ask you a personal question? So just to put everything in perspective, I could barely speak above a whisper. In other words, everything was compromised. I said, yes. He said, look, my specialty is working with people who are paralyzed. And I never yet met anybody who's not bitter and angry. How come you're not bitter and angry? And I realized, Yael that what he was doing is asking me the great existential question, which, of course, is, "Why God? Why me? Why did you do this to me?" I wasn't asking that. Now, granted, let's put everything on the table. I am observant Jew, observant Jose B'Shuvah since mm-hmm. 1972. So now this is happening in two zero zero four. So I'm in I'm in the Amuna for a few decades already. Mm-hmm. Still at all. Hello, stuff happens. What do you do? Yeah. you know? Rubber meets the road, as the cliche goes. Mm-hmm. I realized he would. What I was asking is, okay, why me? God, I'm just a regular guy. Nice guy. <laughs> I'm a regular guy. What am I supposed to do? Wow. <gasps> and I tell you something for everybody. At that moment, I'm 55 years on the planet. I a calm and a trust came over me that I hadn't known in all the years I'm alive. I had no idea if I was going to move again, walk again, whatever. At that moment, it didn't matter. Completely, totally calm. Mm. Now, thank God today, as I said, I'm vertical and ambulatory with the help of a seven-foot walking one. I don't walk like you do, and most everybody, I think, God willing, everybody listening. I have helped 12 hours a day, seven days a week, because I can't do a lot of things. As the L's looking at me now, my arms are moving and such like that. I can't get up from this chair by myself. Mm-hmm. I still have to push on the arms and such, because basically from the waist down, still paralyzed. But got to hear this, everybody. <clears throat> Because of certain wonderful circumstances, one of my neighbors is the, the best aquatic therapist in America. Wow. How do I know? Cause he told me. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great guy. He said, I'll have you up and out of that chair in a year. You'll be walking. Okay. It didn't happen. That didn't matter. His belief and my belief it didn't matter. It was the ability to do these uh, in the water mm-hmm. to be there's such a thing. It, Go into a little bit of detail. At almost all pools, especially public pools, they have something called a Hoyer lift. H e u e r. Look it up, you'll see. It allows people in wheelchairs to get in and out of bed and move things. And so they have Hoyer lifts. The now I lived in Southern California. Hello, outdoors, wonderful weather, swimming yet no matter what, and moving from the wheelchair into the Hoyer lift into the water. And he had three, four of his people working with me. I had flotation device on my belly on my legs and on my arms, so I wouldn't sink and drown. You didn't Mm -hmm. want that. Oh, good for business. Uh, (laughs) But over a course, and I was doing therapy three, four, sometimes five times a week, an hour each time. And after about a year or so of moving, just trying to get some feeling back into my uh, limbs. By the way, my disease was not as a re- obviously not a result of a car accident, not a spinal injury. This rare disease called French polio and such, you can look it up, Guillain-Barre syndrome, GBS for the mm-hmm. um So oftentimes, things do come back. Now, my case d- didn't, some of it did. Uh, after about a year or so, I was able to move my arms over my head. Yael. And I did this, and I wow, I, I was actually moving with all these flotation dice, but I was moving my arms. And my head. I was doing a backstroke, essentially, and I moved a, a few yards, and I hit my head on the side of the pool, and that was wonderful because I moved. Wow. And then I said, okay, I'm going to go the other area, and I just said, just watch me so I don't drown. <laughs> back and forth, back and forth. I didn't stop for 98 minutes. They were timing it. I wow. swam a mile, 98 minutes, but it, I did it. And I said, if I can do it once, I can do it again. Yes. Do it again. So I did it twice a week, and then three times a week, then four times a week, then five times a week. And eventually, I was able to turn on my tummy and remove the flotation device from my tummy and my arms, just have them on my legs, so I don't sink because otherwise it's hard mm-hmm. to swim. Mm-hmm. I have paddles for my hands because my fingers don't close, as you see, and I mm-hmm. use a snorkel because it's hard still to turn left to right and breathe. But I'm now swimming on my tummy as well as on my back. And I now swim, thank God, two miles a day, six days a week. I've been doing that for more than a dozen years. I have over 8,400 miles wow. under my belt. And my goal is to swim around the world. Wow. 24,900 miles. And you might say, well, Barry, sure. You can't do that because, well, forget the word can't. You know, whatever I do, I do. But I'm going to enlist partners. Now, I am... Uh, um, in addition to being the ambassador of joy, I'm a mental health activist mm-hmm. because mental health is the most important health. And by yes. the way, the M word, mental health, goes exactly to money because money yes. is a mental thing. Yes. It's what happens between your ears that is more important than anything else when it comes to money. Yes. money I've made, thank God, a lot of money in my life. Have I lost money? Absolutely beside the point, if you have the skills and the tools, you can always make more. So mm-hmm. I'm going to enlist partners. My first partner that I'm reaching out to is Michael Phelps. Many mm-hmm. people have heard of him. I want because Michael Phelps is a mental health activist also. I'm going to invite Michael to be my partner. And together, we're going to swim a thousand miles a year. And we're going to invite people to chip in their two cents. You know Everybody wants to put in their two cents and something put in two cents a mile. So you say, I'm oh, in. So we swim a thousand miles together. You give 20 bucks, big deal. But if we have hundreds of thousands of people, we raise millions of dollars and then mm-hmm. we bring in celebrities. So it's the ability, again, just like the day when I was shoveling snow to leverage and to team up with people so that we can excite the world with, here's a guy who was a quadriplegic who's swimming around the world. How does that happen? What does that mean? Mental health, give money, stop the stigma. And the stigma is not just about mental health. I just said to you, the real mental health is your relationship with money and yourself. Yes. All about being the best you. Mm -hmm.
0: This is just absolutely brilliant. I love this idea. Can I swim? (laughs) Mary, <laughs> what are some you talk about knowing what to do? And if you've if you know you you've learned it, then you could lose the money. You could do it again. What are some of those financial habits that you feel like you practice "quote unquote" religiously, or that are you know non negotiable? So you
1: have uh, this is such an important question. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have thought about it because I looked at some of your questions beforehand. I wrote them down. I have three that we practice and I urge anybody who will listen to me practice. And when you do, you succeed. If you don't, you still might succeed, but this is a guarantee. Guarantee. Mm -hmm. Number one, think before spending. Yes.
0: (laughs) It sounds so basic, right? Right. And yet we just like go through life mindlessly. We swipe the card, we hit the Apple pay button. We, right mindlessly when we right. really have to bring intentionality well, let's talk
1: about mindless just for a moment. It's very important. So uh, my book called the joy of living, how to slay stress and be happy, which your AIL is going to recommend to everybody. You should, by the way, yes. uh, if she does, what we, what I've decided to do is to give people with the year 22, we're going to give people a 22% discount because they're on this show. Yeah going to have a special link. Twenty-two percent discount. Uh The book, I think, it's fifteen ninety-five uh, through Amazon. You get all, you're going to order on the site. You'll get twenty-two percent discount. I think it's seven ninety-five electronic, but you'll get the physical book, autographed, plus a joy package. So amazing! It's, it's invaluable. But um, so yeah, we want to do that because this book will talk about the eleven strategies for learning how to live in joy daily. And is yes, there are many stories about Elijah and about money and about things like that. Uh, So the ability to think before spending Mm -hmm. is critical. Number two, give regularly. Yes. So this is so important. Again, being observant in any way. I don't care if you're you're reformed. It doesn't matter. The Rambam has given us an insight into human nature that is – that touches money, but it touches everything about you. Mm -hmm. It is far better to give a dime a day, 365 days a year. So $36.50, better to give a dime a day than to give a check for $36.50 one time a year.
2: Mm -hmm. Or
1: multiply it by 10 or 1,000, it doesn't matter. A dollar a day, $10 a day, $100. The point is exercising the giving muscle. muscle. Mm -hmm. Giving is the essence to the joy of living and to the ability to make more money. Yes. Counterintuitive. But that's Jews. We are counterintuitive, which is great. That's how we've succeeded for thousands of years. God said, be counterintuitive. I love you, Mm counterintuitive people. So Mm -hmm. think before spending, giving regularly. And number three, enjoy learning about Money. Enjoy oh, the process of learning about money. This is the, this is Yael's show. Mm-hmm. I don't care stocks, bonds, derivatives, uh, commodities, <laughs> whatever it is. Learn <laughs> about money. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. L- Research Warren Buffett. Yeah, read books. Again, an hour with your group once a week. Ten minutes a day, five days a week, learning about money. Now, is that all Barry Shaw? Well, gee, I'll tell you something. If you do this, and you do this successfully for four months straight, not missing a day of your 10 minutes, not missing a week of your hour, then in four months, you'll talk to your L and say, have Barry Shaw back on. I want to go deeper. And we'll do a deeper dive. Because there's more. But the point is, these three strategies... Will bring you success that you've never experienced before. Think before spending, give regularly, and enjoy learning about mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shift yeah. perspective. And remember how to pronounce that F <laughs>
0: Barry, you are unbelievable. I am. I. I'm so grateful that we had this opportunity. I'm so grateful that we get to read your book and we get a discount and we get all the fun stuff that comes with it. Can you give us just briefly what those eleven things are, just so that we to pique our curiosity? We're going to read the book, but just give us in a snippet what are those eleven things?
1: I'm not going to give you eleven. But give me a, a few two, because nobody's going to remember. I'm going to give you. Three. There we go. Will allow you to begin to focus.
0: Yes. One let's of hear them it. We've already
1: spoken about <clears throat> strategy number one is smile. Yes. Learn to understand the acronym for smile, either seeing miracles in life every day or every day, I don't or every day so in long. life. Every day. We say it. <laughs> <"On> <laughs> it. Or as my eight-year-old niece says, and she is, and she taught me this, and I love it. Seeing miracles in everyday life. Mm-hmm. Okay, another strategy.
0: And by the way, can I hold you one second? Not just Please. seeing it, people communicate them so that it becomes daas. Tell your children, tell your husband, call your sister, make it a reality. Don't just. Oh, look what just happened! Just literally talk about it so that you internalize it, and so that others can open their eyes too.
1: What Ya'el just articulated is cl- critical to something. People say, "I follow Ya'el's uh, podcast." Great. The purpose of following Ya'el's podcast is not to be a follower; mm-hmm. it's to be a teacher. The reason she is here, giving service and doing all this, is for you to become the best you possible. And the best way to do it is to be a teacher. Yes. And you don't say, well, I'm a teacher right now. My By speaking about it, you become a teacher of it. That's the best mm-hmm. way to learn, right? Yes. Not just to have to that book knowledge, but to articulate it and to share it, spreading happiness and rejuvenating energy. So smile is one of the strategies. Uh, one of the most remarkable strategies is, and you pointed it out, get, uncomfortable you're not un- oh barry sure you want me to be uncomfortable well yes comfort <laughs> is the place where dreams go to die yeah so here i'm gonna give you a quick do we have time for a quick story yes okay <clears throat> her name is aida okay great great opera by the way but so aida <clears throat> is when i met her uh 95 and she is in the lane in the pool that I share. In mm-hmm. the pool, they call it a you know the handicap lane. People special needs and such. That. So the the chair is there. So her person puts her in, and she's not swimming. She's walking, holding on to the lane line. But she's 95 and walking in the water. Hello, mm-hmm. and I'm in there, and I'm swimming next to her. You know, my way is, but hey. And uh, passing by, <clears throat> so often we stop. And of course, I'm going to talk with her. and She's going to talk with me. It's wonderful. And after a few weeks, she says, uh, Barry, I just, I love your energy. Uh, I'm happy to be 95 and alive, but I want what you have. It's <laughs> okay. Can you help me? I said, whatever you want to here." So I was, by that time, formulating the, the strategy. I hadn't put them in book form yet. And I worked with her a couple. Of <clears throat> her favorite is... Get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you two things. Number one, what does it mean to get uncomfortable? As Yoyo pointed out, not to be mindless. So it's not putting a pebble in your shoe Mm -hmm. and walking around all day. It's learning how to brush your teeth with your non-dominant hand. Mm -hmm. I'm a righty. So I taught myself this many years ago because I learned this from somebody many years ago. I picked up my toothbrush and I brushed my teeth with my left hand. Is Mm. it still awkward? Yes. But you know what happens when you do that? You become mindful of mm-hmm. what you're doing because it's awkward. It's uncomfortable. Love it. Love it. Even with an electric toothbrush, put it in your left hand because now you're using, you're becoming mindful, not mindless. And you can do this with many different things. You walk out your front door, you always turn right. Great. Walk out your front door, turn left for 10 yards and then turn around because you're engaging your mind. I got to tell you now the best story about Aida. Mm-hmm. So whenever we swam together for years, I mean, what in the same lane and such, and whenever she sees us, hey, hi, Barry, sing me a song. Now, you can got to remember, 95, 96, 97, 98. Um, I don't remember my name sometimes. She's still 100 <laughs> plus, and she remembers my name Says, sing me a song. So I sing her a song. It's great. Um, I just had the great merit and honor of singing Happy Birthday to Aida last October on her 109th birthday birthday what? yes oh. and she still when i call hi barry sing me a song ah wow. and she attributes it to the strategies we've learned together and especially get uncomfortable
0: wow
1: i'm going to share with you one the third one which touches me deeply everybody knows it and we need to put it as part of our being mm. everyone everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Right. That's a card we have. Turn it over, it reads Be kind, always. Always. Be kind, always. The Dalai Lama has been quoted as saying, I read in his writings, Be kind whenever possible. And he has a twinkle in his eye. He says, It's always possible. Be kind, always.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Kind stands for keep inspiring noble deeds. You are remarkable, you are unique. Joy also stands for just one you. There's only one of you. There's only one. Be kind. Kind also stands for connect in nature daily.
2: Mm. Out and
1: breathe and feel it. You want to share it? Great. You want to be alone by walking? It's wonderful. Those three strategies alone should elevate you. You should be Thing. This is absolutely dream. running around the house naked, shouting joy. Okay, you don't have to do the naked part. But yes, again, shift, get, on, get uncomfortable. That's the thing. We hear her, she's laughing because laughter is absolutely the best medicine. We're We're recording this right now in, in Adar. I don't know when it's going to yes. be out there. It doesn't matter because the, the, the baseline for the Jew, the, the main line for the Jew is simcha. What's the proof? Because in Adar we're urged, marbe'a simcha. In Av, ma'at simcha. But simcha is a base. That who is who we are. That's we it. That's are who We are Jews. Yes. We're joyous beings. Yes. Yes, let's
0: get rid of the oi and bring the joy, people. That's yeah. what it's about. That's where it's at. Okay, Barry, do you have time for us to do a little Jewish Money Matters fill in the blanks? This is the part of the show where I'll give you an open-ended sentence, and you'll finish it with the first thing that comes to mind. Ready? I think that no, says you're ready. Not,
1: but do it anyway.
0: <laughs> when I give my sir or Tzedakah, I'd like to give to...
1: People... Yes. People, anybody who knocks on your door? I I prefer people to organizations. However, I give obviously to both, but I Mm -hmm. like giving to people.
0: Yes. You know, it's very cute in our household. People knock on the door, whatever, and it's become a whole family. You know, the the kids run and they find all the pushkas around the house, and then my husband makes a quick breakfast for, and then the people come in the house. It's like so beautiful. Like we have all these friendships of people who come every year from Eretz Israel or from wherever they come from, and they always know to come here, not just for the money, but they come and they get served a nice breakfast. <laughs>
1: so this is fundamental to what. <clears throat> Yoel is, is sharing with all of us. We are fundamentalists in the in the sense that we create what she just did. It's not that I'm coming here. I'm needy. I want money. You're coming to a Jewish home. Yeah. Now Yoel is also going. You'll go to my website, but she'll put up there www, which stands of course for what a wonderful world.
2: <laughs> yes, indeed.
1: Barryshaw.com. dot Barry com, and you'll be able to order and send out by email keep smiling cards. You'll see famous mm-hmm. people holding up, keep smiling cards. You say, wow, yeah, that's cool. More than 3 million of them given out in 27 languages around the world. And ale has a stack at her home. And if she doesn't now, she'll have them soon. So mm-hmm. whenever people come asking for anything, in addition to the fact that they gave whatever they could, you give people the keep smiling card, you give them two, one for them to give away and one for them to keep. They now become a shaliach of opening up the joy channel, yes. that makes a difference. That's why I enjoy, literally enjoy giving to people.
0: Mm-hmm. So like
1: You create connection. A re- connection.
0: Yes, absolutely. I'd love to make more money because.
1: It brings more joy, happiness, peace, and love to myself and to the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Something I wish I'd learn about money growing up is.
1: That it's not to be feared. Mm. It is your ally. It's a servant that wants to serve you. Yes,
0: yes. Money,
1: spiritual or physical. Yes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Both. <laughs> Absolutely. The um, see if you look uh, as an example. Let, you have a, something called a bank account.
2: Mm-hmm. Most
1: people do. There's digits. It says eleven thousand three hundred eighty-two dollars. Mm -hmm. (laughs) or 187,000 or a billion it's a digit yeah it is it a stack a hundred dollar bills no so is it that's that physical well yeah but it's in the cloud what's the cloud the cloud is in reality spiritual Mm. money is your servant it is no different Matter of fact, less, more so than the person you hire to clean your home or mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You know, you you treat them with respect. That's money. So it is an essential aspect of your spiritual and physical being.
0: Yes. Something I splurge on unapologetically is ice cream. Good for you. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Shore, spender or saver?
1: Yes. Okay, I'm going to give everybody something that you're going to laugh out loud. You probably never heard it before, although maybe you heard it when you were in Somerville. <clears throat> so growing up, <clears throat> when we went from Brookline and I went to a place called Revere,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, near Peabody. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's not. In, I'm just using inside baseball stuff. Uh, <clears throat> it was a uh, a particular church that had a, uh, a neon Cross, uh huh, and it read, Jesus saves, you know, <laughs> Jesus up in vertical and saves across, very nice. And so, my father taught me this, he said, Son, that's a very important sign. Uh huh, he said, <laughs> Because Jesus saves, Moses invests.
2: Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, I can tell you, I have shared this with. Big Rabunum oh and gosh. major Christian talk show hosts. Yeah. Everybody loves it. I,
0: cool. Oh, my gosh. I got to quote you on that one. This is
1: so good. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's fabulous, right?
0: <laughs> it's fabulous. Today, I am most grateful for...
1: Being... Mm-hmm. And then, dot, 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 alive yes for me for me to open my eyes say modani sit up and put my feet over the side of the bed just to put everything in perspective that took me more than two years of life
0: Hmm. it really it really does put our our uh, our modani let's just let's just Just to say it like this, sometimes, like I always say to my kids and to my audience, you know, we just mumble the words and we're like already like reaching for our phone and like, right, we're going through the motions, but it's meant to be a moment of mindfulness, of gratitude for the fact that, I, oh, I've been given a new day. I've been given a new chance. The creator of the world trusts in me, believes in me. I have something to do. What could be more empowering than that?
1: Nothing. Now, I will share with you two pieces, because you just mentioned them. The great acronym for MOM is Miracle of Mindfulness. Mm. Now, it's also Maker of Memories. Yeah. <laughs> and we you are. said something amazing, Yael. I, I think you did it consciously. <clears throat> there are two ways to read Mode'a Ani and to understand it. Rabboi Emunasecha is mm. that I trust you, Akadosh Baruch You didn't say it that way. You said it the the way that it must be internalized. You Mm. trust me enough that I'm here with life. I'm here to serve. I'm in business. I'm in your business. You come before the eye. And maybe we'll do another show together. Maybe we'll start planting a seed. Maybe we'll do once a month a webinar specifically (laughs) on these particular issues of understanding Uh, how to integrate these truly profound ideas into the practical every day.
0: Yes, so important. I mean, if we really internalize this, I think a lot of people's anxieties could be reduced significantly and depression and all of that. Okay, we're on to something. Finally, I am Barry Shore, and I believe Jewish money matters because...
1: We're here to serve people who need this information to transform their lives. Mm -hmm. Information, by the way, alone, insufficient. You can get information in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. Information must be transformative to your benefit.
0: Absolutely. Barry Shore, you are incredible. Thank you so much. The book is, again, The Joy of Living, How to Slay Stress and Be Happy, and your podcast, is the joy of living also the
1: joy of living podcast everybody should go listen at least once or twice we have great guests Your ale, god willing will be a guest soon amen and um there are people all over the world listen hundreds of thousands we have millions of downloads people love it you ale. before we leave can we do two things
0: yes let's do them what are we doing
1: i want to give you a from hug in front of <laughs> hundreds of thousands of people and leave everybody with a blessing okay okay so let's tell everybody what hug stands for. A hug stands for harmonizing, mm-hmm. unlimited giving. Are you ready? Yes. One, two, three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <sighs> How is a bear hug, people?
1: <laughs> Very good. And our blessing from Joel Yo- and from Barry Fry. I'm sure is go forth, live exuberantly. Spread the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and love. Go mad. Go make a difference.
0: Go make a difference. That's it. Barry, tell us the link where we can also find the book and put in that code.
1: It's going to be wwwwonderfulworldbarryshorecom uh, slash your ale. How beautiful.
0: Thank you so, so, so much. This was amazing.
1: You're entirely
0: welcome. <laughs> we can't wait to have you back. Thanks to Barry Shore for stopping by. His book is The Joy of Living, How to Slay Stress and Be Happy, and it's a gem. I encourage you to grab it at barryshore.com forward slash EL and claim 22% off and get some goodies to spread joy with the world. And while you're there, also check out all the amazing resources, including Barry's podcast, the Joy of Living podcast, which you can also listen to um, anywhere you're listening to this podcast, actually. So if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a review and rating and click that follow button so you never miss an episode again. This week, ladies, as I said before, is the five-year anniversary of the show. So we have a great, great giveaway going on this week only. Winners will be announced Thursday live on my Instagram. All you have to do is leave a review of the podcast on your Apple um, podcast app, DM the screenshot and or email it to yael at yaeltrush.com can put the review on your Instagram stories and tag me also. That is super helpful and you'll be eligible. Five of you will be winning a full scholarship to my signature program god wants you to be rich the book the gate of trust the book the joy of living by barry shore a 36 dollar donation to the charity of your choice and a gratitude notebook by emuna inspired creations again i'll be announcing the winners thursday on instagram live at 1 p.m central so be sure to submit those reviews take a screenshot and send them in via dm or email thanks so much for being here and make it a great day